Yeah. It's a big one. It's a big one today. This, this uh, came out left field. We're ready to film. Late night session. And then all of a sudden, this news breaks. Tweet comes out. Elon Musk. And you know it's going to have an impact. And you know people are going to respond. People already started to respond. I'm checking what's going on in the crypto markets. Uh. Tesla and Bitcoin call it quits for now. This tweet, look at the way the tweet is configured. One of these screenshots, one of these bunch of text not even written out because you can't fit it. Tesla has suspended vehicle purchases using Bitcoin. We are concerned about, we, we, we are concerned. You see, that's a committee meeting. We are concerned about rapidly increasing use of fossil fuels for Bitcoin mining and transactions, especially coal, which has the worst emissions of any fuel. Cryptocurrency is a good idea on many levels, and we believe it has a promising future, but... This cannot come at great cost to the environment. Tesla will not be selling any Bitcoin, and we intend to use it for transactions as soon as mining transitions to more sustainable energy. We're also looking at other cryptocurrencies that use less than 1% of Bitcoin's energy per transaction. That was impressive. 49 days is the amount of time that Bitcoin was active uh, on Tesla's website. As an option for purchase. Mm. You and I talked about the difficulty in accepting crypto. The fluctuation. The volatility. Here you had this stable. Uh, the most stable outside the stuff that's pinned to fiat currency. The most stable stuff was Bitcoin. It was locked. It was heavy. Mm -hmm. I mean maybe outside of Ethereum moving in the upwards direction. Big time. Big time stuff. And for a guy with his level of influence. For a guy who's been so about the adoption of this thing, to post that publicly, the implications are huge here. Mm -hmm. This could be the transition away. Now, I have to say right at this moment, and by transition, I mean transition from Bitcoin to other crypto. Now, I know he's just one person, but he also happens to be Elon Musk. That's who he also happens to be. I got Turned down the volume. I don't know if you ever heard of his car company called Tesla. I don't know if you ever have you ever heard about these electric cars. I don't know if you heard about SpaceX. I don't know if you heard about PayPal. It does matter. I mean, single-handedly raised up Dogecoin, meme coin, and then what? Is this a complete backtrack? Let's let's focus on the key part of this statement. By the way, uh, Bitcoin falling right now. G give us the last. Oh, you can't see the last hour on here. But day is fine. You can see it dipping. On a day, it's down 6.5%. All right. And in the meantime, it looks like, and I'm just going to check my stuff real quick, but it looks like Ethereum's moving the other direction. But I'm going to talk about a very key, a very key detail inside of the tweet. If you can head back to it there, Will. It's at the end of it. It's at the end of the tweet. Crypto doesn't have to be Bitcoin. I know Bitcoin sounds good. Bitcoin is the Kleenex. It's, it's, it's the name brand. It's the Coca-Cola. It's the classic. It feels like a thing that needs to be there. Digital gold. You heard these terms before. But there's other projects going on, Will. Mm -hmm. And the more time you spend inside these things, you start to pay attention. You start to read about these projects. And I'm not talking about those meme coins. Are you invested into any other? Yeah, like five minutes ago. 
All right, so we're going to the end of this. We're going to the end of this comment right here, which says we are looking at other cryptocurrencies that use less than 1% of Bitcoin's energy per transaction. Now, before I get into that, I do want to say there are many that dispute the energy consumption uh, criticism component on crypto, stating that, hey, many of these operations are using sustainable energy. It's not all coal or saying, hey, uh, we, we got a different calculation than you do. It is not one sided. There's different takes on this. I had to put that out there. Mm hmm. But at this point, the tweet lives. And it is true that some of these newer coins have different techniques. Some of these newer coins don't uh, utilize proof of work. They don't have mining. They've got proof of stake. Some of the earliest ones, uh, effective ones, we're talking about uh, Cardano. Ethereum moving in that direction with the 2.0 proposal or it's actually happening. So this is obviously something that matters to the extent that we have these emerging, we have these emerging coins that are, are 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 taking aim at energy. Let's say taking aim at some of these criticisms that exist, and then for Elon to go out of his way to put that put that in there, like I just quickly Googled, I'm like, okay, Cardano energy consumption, because I want to know what crypto he's talking about, right? Because if you're if anybody's trying to map enthusiasm here if anyone's trying to map what the next big move what he might be promoting or what might show up as an actual option on the site mm. or what might appease whatever uh considerations whatever uh, exists in the boardroom there where people sitting around saying you know look we're we're a company founded on the idea to move away from fossil fuels if we're tesla right, right. So if they were to look at a whiteboard, if they're sitting there looking at the web page, they're looking at Coinbase like you and I, they're like, okay, what about that one? And they go up and down the list. And mm -hmm. now everybody's going to try to bet on whatever those ones happen to be that they may have isolated as being potential targets. And they're a big enough company to swing things mm -hmm. in that direction. So of course you got to be looking at the likes of Cardano. Of course you got to be looking at the likes of Ethereum rapidly changing and uh, looking towards its proof of stake future and you've got another you've got others in the list as well as you've seen over stellar, here stellar ripple stellar ripple you have um uh bitcoin cash mm -hmm. there's many things to look at in here but if you're asking what i did i just i just put a few on cardano which i didn't ha i wasn't holding it i wasn't holding it i put a few in there you know but that's just a game that's okay like that's not i'm gonna put the life savings or anything i'm just keeping an eye I'm just having some fun with it and at the same time uh, partaking in something that, I mean, will have implications in the future, will uh, impact where we end up, how we transact. Like that's gonna, that is unfolding in front of our eyes. Mm -hmm. Like say whatever you want to feel about Elon Musk specifically, this is the guy behind one of the most valuable companies in the world. Yeah. This is the guy behind one of the most significant car companies in the world. What comes out publicly on, on that social media account, it matters. It has mm -hmm. an effect, and we've seen it happen again and again. And this is a whole different tone than what you're used to seeing. Look at the numbers go up on interactions. You're looking at uh, almost 25,000 retweets, 20,000 quote tweets. You can see the likes going up, 125,000, and it's in real time. And this is a 6, this is a 6 p.m. tweet. Yeah, uh, an hour ago.
Yeah, I mean, they Elon is always about energy, sustainability, clean energy. Um, I wonder why this wasn't like in our radar that we didn't predict this, like Bitcoin, like mining as just well because it has been hotly debated, it has been disputed. I mean, one of the top comments you can see here from Pomp Elon, you realize that seventy-five percent of mining. Miners use renewable energy, right? This energy story has been debunked over and over again. And this that tweet over there has got uh, 1.5 thousand retweets. Mm. The Bitcoin maximalist types, they're going to defend this thing to the end. And then you got the guy at the top saying Doge replaces BTC. It was inevitable. Well, Do Doge, it's not going to be Doge. <laughs> no. I mean, Doge is fun, but I don't know after a post like this if he can even joke about Doge anymore. I don't know. Mm-hmm. This is so this is so not a meme. This is so formal and yeah. buttoned up the way this statement is. That it's like a, a change of pace that shows you that some consideration has to take place. Either that or he's been held hostage and somebody else got a hold of the account. Sure, no, I'm yeah. just making I'm just having some fun right now. I don't think that's actually what happened. Yeah. You having trouble finding that tweet right there? Oh, there we go. Yeah, one hour ago. Tesla and Bitcoin. Damn. I mean, you can tell I'm fired up. I just, it's big. Look, there's Bitcoin trending in the United States, trending with Tesla. And then you got Vitalik over there. You got Mr. Ethereum involved as well. I mean, it is. Willie Do is happening in front of our eyes, man. Mm -hmm. We got long-term implications here. Yeah. Uh, I'll be curious to... Uh keep watch of, what's your uh, what's your what's your prediction is it how much it's going to affect bitcoin price or or is it going to blow over and everyone's going to come back to digital gold what's it going to be well yeah i mean like the whales keep holding it right they really believe in this uh yeah but i mean they don't have the infrastructure like ethereum mm. i don't know we'll see i mean it's definitely going down right now you know what? The whole, all the markets might be hit, getting hit right now. Mm -hmm. You got me. Oh no, Ethereum is 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 heading up right now. Actually, <laughs> what is this show? <laughs> I mean, it's it's incredible, man. Like I I, I just got to say, it's first of all the fact that some singular individual can swing things like that. Mm -hmm. That's an incredible amount of responsibility right there. I can't help but think about that. It's uh, wow. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we got more to talk about today. It's not just that particular story, but that one sideswiped us. Uh -huh. We got something here to look at that may, uh, for those that are more interested in the tech uh, technology side of things, more interested in the uh, hardware, here's some concept images of a new approach to the iPhone notch. And actually, you didn't, you weren't even huh? certain that we should replace the headline story, even though we had the breaking news. No, this is uh, pretty cool. You like it? Yeah. So what's going on here is you have an offset notch, which rather than being cut out down into the screen, lives at the top, but then the hardware has like a little hump in it, mm -hmm. creating this sort of angle. This is very hard actually to describe what we're looking at if you happen to be just listening, but... You can imagine one side of the top of the phone being elevated ever so slightly to house the notch components, mm -hmm. and then the other side dipping down in order to give you that tremendously slim bezel. Yeah. 
And they made it more confusing the fact that it's like a puzzle piece. It's a two together. <laughs> that's right. For some reason. That's what you do. You, when you have your loved ones, you ta- you fit them together like that. Well, <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's a uh, powers unite. It's like you're wearing. It's like you're wearing some sort of a necklace, and it's like half the heart, and then you gotta connect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To the other, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, yes, the expectation you saw I was handling. I got it right here, actually. This is the uh, the model of the iPhone 13, that the next iPhone. They shrunk the notch, but it's still the implementation is identical. So this is this is a concept. It's radical, and it's imagined for an iPhone in the future, which they're calling the iPhone M1. Now, some I believe some early benchmark numbers came out about putting the M1 into the iPad, and it was looking bananas. Mm-hmm. And when it hits the phone, it's going to be a similar story. And in some ways, I kind of like the idea of a radical design to really make the case that you're looking at something different here this time around Yeah, by putting the M1 in there. Uh, so the designer here um, is DeRosa. What's the first name? Antonio DeRosa. Imagines lifting the front-facing tech above the display with a funky offset design. Look at that. That's what he imagined. And you're a design guy, Will, so you could appreciate. Yeah, I appreciate it. Remember when you redesigned or when you designed the Apple car? Yes. It was similar to this. Uh, well, I mean, this is better, but but uh, I mean, what I mean, similar. What I mean to say is you you conceptualize. Sure. Yeah. You try to imagine. A futuristic version. Now, I could see this rubbing some people the wrong way. They want that flush line at the top. But yeah, actually... I like symmetry. Actually, Will, when you hold this in landscape mode to watch video, that ridge gives you a little grip, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So let's put that in there as well. That's cool. Nice little concept. Shout out, Antonio. Uh, speaking of Tesla, we have some uh, images, some new images. These are the latest images of the yoke steering because these things are... I don't think they're shipping, but these cars are starting to get spotted in different locations. I'm talking about the new Model S Plaid mm-hmm. with this steering wheel. And originally, the yoke steering wheel looked how it looked, well, it's what you see on the left. And then this new picture seems to indicate some changes. So there's not a lot of buttons here. You have these two scroll wheels where your thumbs lift. And that has always been the same. But now on the new image, which, by the way, is not a render. It's an image of an actual car. You see the sunglasses in the cup holder there. That could be rendered. Rendered in those sunglasses real quick. Uh, It shows these two little nubs on each side of the wheels. And the speculation here, because no one knows for certain why you would have these ridges. um, But the speculation here is it's it's where you will rest your thumbs. So that you, without looking, you your sort of muscle memory quickly picks up mm. where your hands should be living in order to quickly interact with those. Like like on a keyboard, you had the ridges. Which oh, okay. which yeah, keys yeah. which keys had the ridges? The uh, F and the J. There you go. Yeah. So it's kind of like a home home location. Home so spot. they're not uh, like com- capacitive buttons. No, right? no, but the, exactly. They're, they're just yeah. They're, they're just there. They're just nubs. Very exciting nubs cool. for your own, uh, for better interaction. For pleasure. That's right. The design of the yoke has changed the ridges next to the scroll wheels, and the scroll wheels are now matte on the sides instead of glossy. It's another thing that's been noticed there. So people are preparing themselves for these new 
plaid vehicles, including myself, I guess. Mm. I don't know. It's going to take so long. I don't know. What am I doing? Yeah. Plus, I can't use my Bitcoin anymore. <laughs> I'm kidding. I have They're no, still valuable. I'm kidding. I got no Bitcoin. Yeah. I'm kidding, Will. Stop it. Cardano. This is not financial advice. <laughs> no, if anybody cares, I mostly got Ethereum anyway. <laughs> Subliminal if, here. If anybody actually cares, I mostly got Ethereum. Yeah. A couple of those Cardanos as well. Just two or three. No more yeah. sheep, though. No, no, I'm I'm out of I. You know what? Yeah, the, the meme stuff is fun for. Uh, it's fun until you lose. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's just it's just it's obviously a game. It's obviously a slot machine, and then you catch yourself playing it, and you're like, oh, I'm playing a slot machine. Mm -hmm. uh, I got other things I I would prefer to be doing my time instead of uh, this. Uh, to each their own, though. Yeah. You got to have the ability to play around. Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with it in moderation uh that's the problem when people go overboard with it yeah that's the problem those a lot of this a lot of that stuff's a game well, maybe it's all a game well <laughs> we'll see yeah. um oh the company nothing carl pay's company he teamed up with the guys over at teenage engineer you know this story will mm -hmm. and we saw some Early images released. It looked, we had this transparent gadget, and it was like, oh, it looks like earbuds. What are they really going to do? Anyway, we have an official name now, so it's definitely earbuds. The name of the product, the first product they're going to put out is called Ear One. And we have this image, kind of a strange image. I don't know. It's cryptic. They don't look exactly like earbuds. But, like, do they double function as speakers and those are adapters? Or is this just, like, super zoomed in so that it... I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Well, you got to wait and see. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. Anyway, he had been doing some press recently stating how he felt like things had gotten stagnant in the tech space. He felt how things had become predictable in the tech space. Even I don't know if he took some shots at Apple. He said Apple cooled off on innovation, something along those lines. Mm. He said, that's not what they're going to do. They're here to fix that. Yeah. Coming in June. Uh, he described the new product as still top secret, but said that they combine notes of transparency, iconic form, and refined functionality. He called them retro futuristic and hinted at the earbuds having future features, maybe two or three settings. The marketplace begging for differentiation. Now, uh, what, can, what can I say? Well, uh, I'm familiar with teenage engineering. Yes. I've seen their their stuff. I've used their stuff. I had I have the what is it, the OP1? Is that the most famous synth, synth that they do? Is it? Oh, do they have a new one? Oh, anniversary edition? What do we got going on here? Yeah, the OP1. I got the original OP1. Yeah, their branding's really cool. Oh man, they do cool things. Yeah. And then they team up. And next thing, uh, who knows? It's going to be cool. It's possible. I think so. So we're going to have to wait and see exactly what's going on, but I guess we got a little more, bit of a confirmation. It's something for your ear. Well. Cool. All right, getting back to Elon for a second. You know he was on SNL. It was a big deal. Mm. And you may have noticed the cameo from his wife or girlfriend? I don't... Girlfriend, right? Uh, what... what uh, partner uh, 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 life Com companion sure yeah you know well they have a child they have a kid together yeah 
parents together. Grimes. I'm talking about Grimes. She did a cameo in there. She was Princess Peach in mm-hmm. the skit with the Wario. And, you know, I'm watching this thing, and and uh, I was imagining just the awkwardness and difficulty in, in, in performing in that way. And I know you said, oh, she's a performer. It was a big deal. She's a performer. It was music. I said like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's what you said. And sure. More or less, uh, you know, I'm not putting words over there. More or less. And but I was saying, you know, this is a really interesting one because it felt like a lot of different eyeballs were on this one. Like when yes. you perform as an artist, as a musician, you show up in front of your fans often, or a comedian, or uh-huh. anybody doing live. It's not often you walk into a hostile environment or an environment that you perceive as possibly being hostile because in the lead up, it was a lot of negative stories coming out about uh, about whether or not Elon should be hosting if he's the the right guy or mm-hmm. what does he rep- – and then she cares about him, obviously. And then – so it turns out there's some – possibly some residual because news comes out today that – Grimes uh, recently just checked out of the hospital because she had some severe anxiety panic attack post SNL mm. and uh, is, is, is actually saying and now maybe now's a good time to start some therapy. I don't know what the direct correlation with the SNL experience and, yeah. and the, yeah. the hospitalization, but yeah. obviously very closely tied as far as time is concerned do you think it was like maybe fan backlash well that's the thing actually if you read the tweet where she announced what went down i went to the hospital yesterday which to be honest was quite scary i suppose it's a, t- a good time to start therapy uh caused myself to have a panic attack and then went on to say nice things about miley cyrus and so grateful to snl and then so proud of my beautiful e she calls Elon E, and then in brackets, which I know will upset the Grimes fans, so I apologize in advance. So it's like, it's a weird, uh, look, look, man, people, people imagine that those who are elevated to a particular status have unlimited resilience. They ask for it. And it's like, yes, to a degree, but I have yet to run into an individual with unlimited resilience. Mm -hmm. There's levels to it. And I don't know how healthy it would be actually to have unlimited resilience because sometimes in order to be a human, sometimes you have to be vulnerable and aware and capable of receiving transmissions from others. And so sometimes you leave yourself open depending on type of personality type and then how set up and prepared you are for criticisms. Sometimes you can get stuff that just for whatever reason hits you a certain way at a certain moment. Mm-hmm. And so maybe in her case, she could handle the criticism directly, but maybe she didn't. Maybe it was tougher, the criticism coming towards somebody she loved. Right, yeah. You don't know. You don't know. And so... Sometimes you take it more personal. It could be. You know? I think in my case, that might that might work that way. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like, whatever, say what you want about me. You start saying something about one of my people. Yeah, there's like a selflessness there. It might just dig a little bit deeper. So maybe that's what went, went on. And I'm sure there's other contributing factors. But um, the fact that she had she put that in brackets goes to show you, even for somebody like her, yeah, she must be bombarded with it. Just uh, 
Yeah, some negative stuff getting slung over there. Anyway, my my take just uh, get well, and uh, yeah, get yeah get get some help and all that, right? Yeah, I think she's a relatively new mom as well, and that, that'll that'll throw your head anyway. Hmm. Uh, so never mind dressing up as uh, Princess Peach in front of the yeah. entire world on on uh, the hotly anticipated SNL. Mm-hmm. A lot of pressure there. It's it's a, it's a lot. Yeah. Speaking of pressure, Ellen DeGeneres is done. With her show. The talk show? Yeah. Kind of a big talk show. <laughs> I, don't know if you ever, I don't know if you knew how big it was. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've only seen it through YouTube. Yeah. And it uh, wasn't doing too well after the uh, whole incident. Yeah. But, well, I mean, we're talking about thousands yeah. of episodes. Like, I think the sign there says, Happy 3000. She has decided to wrap the show in 2022. There were allegations about her being mean. Those were the weirdest allegations. It was like, <laughs> like, I mean, compared to other allegations, I should say. Yes. Like, it's not cool yeah. to be mean, but it's just that when you see a scandal, you're like, okay, what's the drama? What took place? And then people were like, you wouldn't believe it. She was... She'll come in there like a tyrant and this and that. And I'm like, well, sure. I can kind of see that. But it's like compared to a lot of the scandals that were popping off around that time, it was kind of buried a little bit only because there were people that had done more horrible things. Yeah. You know what? I actually read an article about um, during this time, mm -hmm. uh, she had to, like anyone who would go into her dressing room, they would have to eat gum because she has like a really sensitive like smell <laughs> and apparently that was a news story yeah it was just like yeah yeah she's so mean because she has to make everyone eat gum no I, and i and i read a lot of stories exactly like that one like oh we went to do um a bit or a, uh, an interview with her and no one was allowed to talk to her or look at her before the thing started and yeah. i don't know my take is you don't know what a person's going through you don't know why they are the way you don't know what it is that leads it's not always the thing you're thinking, like, oh, they're, they think they're so good. It could be, in some cases, their own insecurities. It could be sure, their yeah. own uh, neurotic tendencies. You just don't know. I, and by the way, I'm not suggesting that's what it was, because I, I don't know either. But either way, I don't necessarily think that's the reason to wrap this thing up. I think the reason to wrap this thing up is just because it did its thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it feels like an old thing now. And that's what happens in this business. Well, you got to, you either put it to bed or you go do something else or you pay attention to the changing times when it comes to content. Mm -hmm. uh, this upcoming season will be the show's 19th season. Imagine, what are you doing for 19 years, Will? You've barely Nothing. been alive for 19 years. What are you mm -hmm. doing for 19? Yeah. So she's going to meet up with Oprah. To discuss this news on May 13th. Imagine the big show. It's always Oprah. It's always Oprah. Yeah, if you yeah. want to open up, you go to Oprah. That's right. You just call up. It's like a special number. It's like the bat. It's like when you need Batman, you put the thing in yeah. the sky. When you when some big drama goes down, it's like, go get Oprah. Uh-huh. Somebody's gotta share some feelings. Go get Oprah. And then it would be what at her house, and it's like super nice and calm. Oh, it's unbelievable. The whole setting. Oh, it'll be yeah. beautiful. Yeah, whatever it is. It, I think they might do this just on Ellen's set. I don't know what they're going to oh, do. Okay. But yeah, you go visit Oprah. It's like, 
you're, you're, it's like a rainforest mm-hmm. and uh, like the vegetation and the bird life and yeah. nature. I don't even know how you maintain something like that. It looks so good like that. You know, there's a staff involved in that. Yeah. Oprah's got, did you know that? Oprah's got a staff? <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Uh, anyway, she says as well, and this is what I'm talking about, just putting it to bed. She says, when you're a creative person, you constantly need to be challenged. And as, a, as great as the show is and as fun as it is, it's just not a challenge anymore. So this is a way of saying, look, it ran its course. Sure, yeah. And it's a little bit of column A and column B if you look at the timing. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you got COVID. You got all the critique and criticism, which changes the mood and the vibe around a place. And you got the 19 seasons. Just a little bit of each. Yeah. Sprinkle a little bit in. And you tried YouTube, like putting you put content, content out there. You know, it's not you know. like you're just like, oh, I don't want to be online media. I just want to be on TV. Mm-hmm. It's like you tried it. Yeah, you did so, it all. You did you did a lot. And so that's my take on it is you never really fully encompassed the whole decision-making process in the single statement. But I'm guessing it's all those contributing factors that will lead you to really uh, stand there. And, and of course, you got god money too right yeah so that's another factor god money you can add that to it she got all the crypto she got all the um yeah she's selling bitcoin right now (laughs) she's no she's not selling she's trading it yes for responsibly energy efficient crypto yes youtube had launched a new hundred million dollar fund for shorts creators they want to give those the shorts people a few bucks it's very vague it kind of just says, uh, "Hey, we want to we want to reward those that are uh, putting out shorts and getting the most views and the most activity and the most interaction." But it's not like the partner program, at least not yet, where you would have advertising and uh, revenue split, something like this. Instead, <laughs> it's just a hundred million bucks, and then they will reach out to those successful creators. Since Shorts is a new way to watch and create on YouTube, we've been been taking a fresh look at what it means to monetize and reward creators for their content. We're introducing the YouTube YouTube Shorts Fund, a $100 million fund distributed over the course of 2021-22. Anyone is eligible to participate. Just create unique shorts that delight the YouTube, delight the YouTube community. You know, that's such a corporate word, delight. Mm -hmm. We are, Apple uses it all the time. Yeah. You know, we, we love to delight our customers. Then in real life, outside the corporate talk, no one ever says it. Yeah. I say, Will, you should try this pizza place. It's really quite a delight. And you say, oh, my God, what's wrong with you? (laughs) Yeah, I just fart. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, how's that for delight? (laughs) This escalated quickly right here. (laughs) I was just looking at the the pictures here, and it's just like, Dude, this is not what's represented as shorts. No, 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 like, no. They is, may look real pretty like, shorts. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. At yeah. least make well, it actually, 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 that's real. important what you just said. Like visual. That's important what you just said because a key characteristic in here, if you keep reading, is invariance to use regular monetization process, uh, the most engagement and views each month. So long as users create original content for shorts. 
You see that because you got the repost. And then Facebook came out and said, oh, on Instagram, if you had a TikTok watermark, say night night to our algorithm. Mm -hmm. And then same things going on over here where, where YouTube's realizing, oh, my God, we're advertising TikTok every five seconds. And then you got TikTok still living at the top of all the app stores. Mm -hmm. And everybody wants a piece of it, but they don't want the reposted content. Everybody wants it to be exclusive. They want you to pick their platforms. They say, I don't know, let's give them a hundred million. Start moving a hundred million around. See what happens. Just throw money at it. See what happens. But for me, it's a bit too vague. I'm like, can I invest in that? Yeah. What can I publish over there and what can I expect to see from it? And anyway, they don't plan to stay here forever. Apparently they want to build it out and make it more sure, sophisticated. Yeah. And you know Google can do it because they done did it over here on YouTube for years. Mm-hmm. So they can figure out something that works and then come up with a more long-term revenue structure, at which point I might start paying a little bit more attention. But right now it's so vague. It's like, here's a hundred million. Yeah. Do a good job. Well, you know what's interesting though? I just read that TikTok um, is opening up like shops within like a channel. So you can actually shop within it. You can mm. buy merch. Yeah. Um, well, YouTube why can't is, YouTube do that? YouTube is working on that. Remember yeah. when we were talking to them about it? And just do it immediately embedded into shorts. Right. Make like commercials and stuff. Oh, yeah. Or they, at yeah. least the creator can do that. Google Google has a tremendous opportunities over here how to figure this one out. But yeah. the biggest thing to overcome is, is going to be branding, how... The term TikTok just means short form music. Yeah. It, it's like a a verb, a TikTok. Like yeah. I'm a, I'm a film a TikTok, and then can t- I short that? You want to do a? Is this a verb? No, I guess you can. Yeah, right? I'm gonna do a short. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna post a short. short. It. Yeah, you can do it. You can short do it. it. You can do it, but. Well, short it. I mean, we trying to get back into the finance. <laughs> the trying to, yeah, well, you trying to, yeah, oh my, you've been spending too much time. Well, like, no, 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 not that kind of short. Yeah, yeah. so it's going to be tough, but m- money's a way to do it. You start incentivizing, and and uh, that's a way to do it. So yeah. we'll see how that goes for them. But anyway, we're um, going to have a long way to go. Snap, Snapchat's doing the same thing. They Snapchat put aside $90 million, uh, and and uh, over the last six months, they were signing people up for this spotlight initiative. So similar thing. It's a it's a real battleground. I think what it is, is like YouTube YouTube figured out, okay, this like longer video, we got all of it. No one's touching us over there. Uh-huh. And and this was a better battleground for them because it is actually competitive. It's, you got sure, TikTok, yeah. you got um, uh, Instagram competing for these short views. And they say, okay, we, we want to put more attention over there. Mm-hmm. Speaking about Facebook... They have a brand new prompt. At least they're testing a new prompt with the intention of making sure that you read an article before you share it. <laughs> so they're uh, trying to make, I, I guess they're trying to make sure that people are a little more responsible about re, like sharing something, reposting something hmm. without necessarily knowing the entire contents. They may just like the headline and be like, oh, I'm going to repost that, spread it around but they didn't even look at the details. And so what happens here is you go to click share, and if you didn't open it to read the thing, it then prompts you and says, sharing articles without reading them may mean missing key facts. You're about to share this article without opening it. Yeah. Quick quick reminder, you didn't read that yet. Yeah. Before you share it. FYI. Now, Twitter actually launched something similar, so Facebook is following in their footsteps a little bit here, but I mean, it seems to be a concern. 
They mm. talk about this stuff in the courtroom all the time. They're like, misinformation and dare I say fake news or whatever you want to. Sure. So yeah. maybe this is one minor way to at least put a little pause in there. It's similar to Twitter's mean tweet thing, kind of. Put a little pause in there like, wait, do I want to share that? Let me read that again. And then you read it and they're like, oh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll keep that one to myself. Yeah. But who knows? People can still share it. You can, you can still continue sharing. Like there's two options. It's either open article, finish reading it or continue sharing. So still up to the individual. Oh, I think you're going to like this next one, Will. Grand Theft Auto looks frighteningly photorealistic with this machine learning technique. You love this type of thing, don't you? Sure, yeah. They cool. They get the machine learning going. Wait, is that real? What you mean, real? No, it's GTA. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. GTA right there. Oh, I got you on that one. That looks like a. It looks like a city street. Yeah, the the video footage, like the lighting of it, looks really convincing. Well. That's what happens when you're working with machine learning and you work for Intel and you spend a bunch of time trying to yeah. uh, inputting real world images. Yeah. Ray tracing and everything. And then mapping them on there because the real world just looks different, doesn't it? Yeah. And so you create this really, it's it's actually. It's like dash cam footage. Exactly. Now, it's important to note, this is not during the gameplay like this has been run sure, on yeah. the pre-recorded gameplay footage so you're not going to be playing the game looking like that but still it's pretty cool uh here's how they do it okay They're, they got a comprehensive video by the way enhancing photorealism and it's scanning frames and matching uh with this tremendous data set that it's able to reference oh my god look at that <laughs> Oh, you're believing it. So you're blown away. So, no, this gives me... Oh, my me, goodness gracious. You're yelling and screaming. Look at you. You're ranting and raving. Yeah. Um, this gives me, like, a whole new appreciation for, like, the detail in GTA. Because they built, like, a framework, essentially. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's, like, so many mods of, like, hyper-realistic, like, shaders and textures and all that stuff. Like... It, it it wouldn't matter if like the models and detail like little details weren't there, yeah. you know like even like the little like divots on like the road yeah, like the fences like the trees like it's just looks great yeah so one of the things that makes it that that I'm realizing now looking at the difference between the game footage and then the part that's been increased the photorealism's been increased is contrast yes like. The video game is more vibrant. Of course, yeah. But actually yeah. video footage, like dash cam footage, if you were to watch a lot of it, which that's part of the data set they use to create this, you notice that the it's actually a little flatter, the image. Yes. And the colors are kind of more consistent mm -hmm. and have less, a little bit less variance. Yes. So anyway, they, uh, they weren't using any type of neural neural network situation over here. Instead, they were relying exclusively on Cityscape's data set, which is a collection of images of a German city's urban city cent uh, center captured by cars built in cameras. So dash cams. Mm. And uh, you can see, actually, what was that one compared to? Was that compared to the actual video footage? Uh, go back a little bit more. Yeah, there you go. No, 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 never mind. My bad. Anyway, so... 
we have a long way to go as amazing as, as graphics have become. If the agenda is to become photorealistic, this is uh, not the type of thing that can be in-game at the moment, but you could imagine eventually if the horsepower is there. Yeah, it's like a... Can have an experience like that. Photorealism filter. It kind of has that effect, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like it looks like a filter on top of things, but it's, it's, it's actually doing more than that. But that's an easy way to describe it. You got to check out this clip. If you're just listening to this, you got to check out this clip because it, when you first open it up, you're like, wait, is that the game yeah. or is that the dash cam? What is that? Just looks too real. Wow. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Chick fil A is banning customers from uh, ordering too many sauces. You remember the other day we were talking about Starbucks and how they got those orders that were just completely out of control? It would be like 17 different modifications. Well, this is the opposite of that. Chick-fil-A, apparently there's some sort of sauce shortage. Oh. <laughs> and they apparently Chick-fil-A has a reputation for being very accommodating. So you know they don't like this too much. Yeah. Uh, this last year forced significant changes in the retail space, and it also goes for restaurants. Nationwide, Chick-fil-A is banning customers... Uh, from the amount of sauces you can order. So oh. not the variety of sauces, but the amount. If you're one to ask for copious amounts of sauces at Chick-fil-A, you'll be disappointed during your next visit. The fast food chain alerted customers on May 10, it would be limiting the number of sauces a customer can order with their meal. What if you won't pay extra? I don't... Yeah, I don't think they give that option, right? One sauce per entree, two sauces per meal, and three sauces per 30-count nuggets. Right. They should really... Uh, what do you want to do, Will? Should they start charging it? Because at this McDonald's, it was free before. Right? Like well, wait a long second. time ago. Wait a second. Huh? Explain to me what's going on here. Well, every time I would get sauces... Yeah. This was like probably like 10 years ago. They used to be free. Get as much as you want. Really? But now they charge like, what, 25 cents, 50 cents? So charging it is another way of limiting how many people are going to overdo it. Mm. That's another option. You can either tell them, look, we're not going to, we're temporarily suspending all the extra sauces, or you can do what they, what McDonald's did there in your case, put a, put a cost on it and people will inevitably order less of it. Uh, the reason they're, they're, uh, that they're cutting back on the sauces is due to industry-wide supply chain shortages. Oh. So I don't think it's going to be permanent. I think that they like being accommodating and giving you all the sauces you would like. Yeah, unlike McDonald's. But it is a curious uh, number, isn't it? Three sauces per 30-count nuggets? That's not a lot of sauces. No. And they're like the little packets, right? 30-count nuggets? Yeah. Damn. I don't even know what a nugget is without a sauce. Yeah. Know what you do with that. Anyway, be on the lookout. How about this? Researchers have developed a harmless bacteria strain which can get rid of your dog's bad breath. That's oh. big for you, Will. You got to get Otis on a program. Sure, yeah. Team at the University of Arizona have developed a cure for bad breath in dogs. Bacteria were modified to emit pleasant smells like pears and mint. Bacteria eliminated foul breath and also released the pleasant smell for dog owners. And the new bacteria strand is harmless and it lasts for up to two hours. This was interesting. We looked this up recently. Because we've got so many 
damn dogs in this place. We got 17 dogs over here. Yeah. It's not actually 17, but. And uh, Jack was talking about the tooth problems with the small dogs. And I was like, I wonder what that is. My dog has no, no problems, right? Yeah. And so I was curious. I was like, was it just the age or what's going on? And age obviously can contribute. It, you got to brush them. No, no, but there's certain type of dogs. I don't know if you remember this conversation. Certain type yeah. of dogs are more prone than others. And oh, what, yeah. what it has to do with is the amount of space they have between teeth and whether or not the food's going to get trapped yeah. in there. And so bigger dogs, less likely, because there's going to be more space between teeth. And I looked at my dog's teeth. I was, I was looking in there, and she's got tons of space. She's got huge teeth for a small dog. Yeah. So maybe... Uh, when it comes to food decaying in there and causing problems, it's not as big of a deal. So the small breeds, you can look this up. Certain breeds are far more impacted than others and therefore they need more of an oral program with the more uh, uh, consistent right. brushing and the rest of it. But then you have this option over here where you grab this bacteria, you slam it in there and you got, for the time being, you got two hours worth of pears or mint. So it eats away the... Uh the stuff that's in between. No, no, no. Or... It just lives in there and emits this nice odor. Oh. It's like perfume, Willie, dude. Nah. <laughs> they're, they're currently improving the duration of the product for up to uh, for 8 or 12 hours. The bacteria strand will be added to treats and dog food. So it's just always there. You don't even have to think about it. Hmm. Now, let me ask you this. this key, key question for you. Your options consist of, at the moment... Pear or mint? Which one is going to be Otis's breath of choice? Uh, did I pass on it? Nope. You cannot pass. You got to pick one or the other. Uh, I would say maybe pear because mint is kind of weird. It's overwhelming. It's a strong or one. Or a dog? It's a strong one. Yeah. Well, you. I love mint though. No, yeah. I'm a fan of mint. I love mint and mint products. Sure. Mint items. I like mint chocolate. I like mint chocolate chip. I like mint ice cream. Yeah. I like mint. I like mints. Mm -hmm. I mint gum. Yeah. I mean, humans do mint all the time for breath. But dogs, though. Pear, on the other hand, is not a lot of pear. Yeah. Uh, I love pear, though. But it's uh, pears are very uh, a subtle scent. I'll right? I'll, dude, I'll slice up a pear. There you go. Are you kidding me right now? Let me tell you. Let me tell you what my nono used to do, right? You slice a pear and you get a really aged Parmesan or something like that. Mm. And you, so you, and I'm talking, you eat it just like that as it is. You slice up the cheese or you even break the pieces off if you want to do it old school like he would do it. Okay. Not in a salad though. No, no, get out of here. So, no, you can do it in a salad, it's fine. But I'm just saying, you just all you do, you have the red wine, you have Italian red wine. You have a a Brunello or a Barolo, something like this. Okay. Then you have your pear, slice in pieces, but you slice it as you eat it. So it stays on. You eat it as you slice it. And you take a piece of cheese as well. Hmm. But it's got to be a nice aged proper cheese as well. Parmesan or... Uh, um, I'm trying to think of some of the other varieties, but you know these Italian cheese. Yeah. Right, well. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go do that. All right.